Welcome to Fighting Under Nothingness, Processes of Perceptional Self-Improvement. I used to always be psychologically falling into bottomless depressions, angers, fears, and frustrations. I was a helpless victim to emotional gravity. I'd been looking for ways to stop constantly falling, and I found a clue in one of my favorite works of literature. In The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, during one of the later volumes, the main character, Arthur Dent, learns how to fly. According to the book, you fly by jumping off somewhere high, and in the middle of falling, you completely distract yourself and forget that gravity exists. It'll lose its power over you, and you find yourself flying. And that's how it works. While I wouldn't test it against gravity's grip, I do dearly love this concept and frequently apply it to the concept of emotional falling as a way to stop ourselves from being pulled down by the gravity of negative thoughts and despair. Because negative thoughts are like gravity. They burden us. They pull us down. And the more we have, the heavier we get. The more of a magnetic pull towards the darkness we feel when we're saturated by negativity. It's easy to feel like you're falling inside of yourself. And no amount of logic or reasoning seems to be able to slow your headlong slide when you start getting into your negs real hard. We've all tried to halt our negative emotional momentum at one time or another with varying degrees of success. The human brain is a funny thing. Like a television, with practice, you can learn to change the channel, changing your psychological focus. Much like a wildly emotional child will be instantly distracted from crying, we can similarly distract ourselves from emotional falling and learn how to fly inside of ourselves. Neither I nor Douglas Adams is saying that flying is easy. The first few times the main character achieves flight, it's by accident. He falls off somewhere high and sees something that totally distracts him because it was surprising. While he was lost in thought at the madness of this object being where it was supposed to not, he suddenly realized that he wasn't falling anymore. After doing it accidentally, he has to learn how to do it consciously to distract his flailing, falling focus by choice. In the book, Adams talks about people you can hire to wear strange costumes and jump out and distract you while you're falling. And distraction 
is easier when someone else does it for you. But you've got to be able to learn how to distract yourself reliably to stop your negative slide. You can't rely on other people to stop you from falling. You've got to learn how to fly by yourself. A lot of it is realizing that you have a choice. The catalysts that are goading you into falling. You are your own gravity. You're the only reason that you're falling inside of yourself. You can only take your own mental weights off. You can only take your own judgment off. You can only find the answers to your own fears and angers that are happening inside of you. You're the only one who can do it. You've got to exercise the not falling muscle. The stronger you get at making this choice, the easier it'll be to divert your attention and halt your emotional plunging. We've all occasionally fallen down a bottomless well of unhappy thought. That's how I used to live more often than not, in a state of constant emotional freefall. We have to identify when we're emotionally falling. That's the first step. We have to recognize when we're plunging into an emotional bottomless pit inside of our minds. As soon as we can see that happening, we can start to do something about it. But we have to recognize when we're allowing ourselves to fall. We have to find ways to offer us positive procedural parachutes, especially when your thoughts are stuck in an unproductive cycle. When you're circling around and around and around, it's not always about just falling down, but being trapped in an endless state. We have to be able to objectively tell when our thoughts are taking us in the wrong direction. Because that's where the choice comes from. We have to stop taunting ourselves emotionally. We have to become conscious of how we're treating ourselves. We have to be able to derail ourselves when we're trapped in a frustrating conceptual rut. Giving ourselves alternate options of thought. Recognizing when we're caught. We have to create escapes from these negative states. We're not controlled by negative thoughts. We have to recognize that we create the thoughts that are happening inside of our heads. And if they're negative, it's because we're making them that way. It's only when we can start to see our own emotional causality inside of ourselves. Sure, things are happening on the outside that suck, but it's important that what's happening on the inside doesn't suck as well. That's the first place that we can start to make the change. That's the first place where we can stop falling. If our head doesn't suck, we'll have some ground underneath us rather than a sucking hole. We're only controlled by dark thoughts if we can't perceive ourselves originally creating them, perceiving them as being imposed upon us. If we believe that 
somebody else is creating our thoughts, then we can't change them. We have to recognize that nobody else is creating our negative thoughts. If we're falling inside, it's because we're letting ourselves fall. It's because we haven't realized that we have a choice. Sometimes it takes a lot of work to distract ourselves. It's not always as easy as jingling your keys. And it's hard to distract yourself when you're actively being distracted by everything else. You get distracted from distracting yourself because of all the distractions. That's where it has to come inside. We have to get good at figuring out our internal causality to stop ourselves falling in our own minds. We have to evict the useless weights in our mind that are dragging us down. It's important that we find our own anti-gravity units inside. We're all different. We all have to develop dependable, unique processes that correctly alter our descending mental paths. Then practice practicing them in the heat of rampant negative mental conceptualization. Because you're going to challenge yourself. Your negativity will laugh at your attempts to fly, to distract yourself from it. It will be large, it will be wrong, and it will be loud. And it'll be hard to tell yourself differently in the face of it, while it's yelling at you, it's negative foolery. Once you get good at it, you're not so easily influenced by awful external examples. You're not so easily tripped into a negative slide by somebody else's despair by somebody else's free-falling into negative air. We have to dig inside ourselves and find ways to reclaim that part of our brain that allows us the previously mentioned childlike choice of emotional change. Removing the seeming autocratic control of our repeating negative thoughts in which we habitually get caught. Once we learn how to consciously distract ourselves from falling inside, finally free from the gravitational pull of unnecessary psychological burdens, we'll be able to reliably fly in our minds and regularly leave the bottomless negative pits behind. We'll have a choice, choosing to not let gravity pull us down. So learn to fly, my friends. Give yourself the choice of defeating gravity whenever you feel its emotional pull dragging you down and you're falling and you can't see a way to stop. Jingle some keys in front of you. Distract yourself by other thoughts. Give yourself a choice by exercising your muscle of emotional flight. We've got to make the choice to fly. It's the only way we can. If you don't learn how to fly, we'll just be falling. You have a choice. Learn flight, my friends.
For more talking, writing, and animations, visit FightingUnderNothingness.com.